BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast, Friday edition. We're doing another advice column as we always do in the last Friday of the month. Um, I'm JC, by the way. And I'm Chelsea. TGIF, guys. Totally glad it's Friday. I had a shirt that said that when I was in like sixth grade. Totally glad. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. Mm-hmm. Totally glad it's Friday. And that you know it was pink and brown. Oh, of course. <laughs> I tried on an outfit today. I went to the mall. Leif and I went to the mall. And I was wearing a black tank top already. And then I tried on these pink bottoms. And the pink and black was giving very much 2006. 2006 yes. vibes. Pink and black or pink and brown together. I loved those. My room was Iconic. pink and black. I remember that I went into my mom's friend's daughter's room. And my mom's friend was like a d- designer. And her daughter had an all pink and black Paris. <gasps> themed room oh that was the room to have it was iconic mm-hmm. like eiffel tower on the wall yep, hot you know pink it. paint with polka dots yes um damask do you know what damask is i don't know if that's the correct way to um to pronounce it you'll know exactly is it like a texture or something yes it's like a pattern black and white bedding that's like has all these hold on i have like to little show swirly you. things yes. almost yep and yeah i was so jealous like this bedding Yep, you yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's what that was my room. Really? It was, it was like pink. My mom let me redo my room in sixth grade. So I was just like, okay, pink and black feathers. Yes, feathers also. Everything. I painted my wall. Like she helped me paint my wall. I was living in a pink dream. I think mine was all pink and brown at one point. You know, Jilly always went all out mm-hmm. with my room, especially because I was the only girl. So I always had my own room, which was a bonus of growing up because you know my brothers shared a room but then you got your I was, own I got my own all the time because I was the only girl and I was the oldest by far so yeah, yeah I did get lucky with that but I I was yeah living out my early 2000s dreams with the pink and black <laughs> moment today um love to see it I love the mall like when I was Me there too. today Leif and I were like wait the mall is so fun Me and Nick I haven't been in a long time go to the mall so often really that's almost like our thing we just love the mall Especially, oh. I feel like with Case, it's kind of an easy place to go because there's always lounges that we can go. Mm-hmm. You know, we just love to walk around the mall. I haven't been in a long time, but especially we South Coast Plaza. If you guys have been there, it's like mm-hmm. the best mall. And also Fashion Island. We have two True. very good malls. Also different. Irvine Spectrum. Yes. They're all good. Different vibes, but because I like that um, Fashion Island is outside a lot of it. You can mm-hmm. bring your dog. It's great. 
but yeah, I had a shopping delay. Nice. What's been up with, what have you been up to? Oh, not much, but I was gonna just touch on something that we actually talked about in our like conference, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say conference talk, not, not conference talk. Social icon conference? Yes. What would you call that speech? We didn't. It wasn't really a speech. No, it was at a conf- the conference. I would yes, say. like we talked about a this social at, media conference. Yes, we talked about this in our segment. Yes, and it was no matter if something's been said before. Everyone, you know, if you want to be a self help podcaster, if you want to start a podcast, but you're like someone's already talking about their Kardashians, someone's already talking about cars, someone's already talking about you know this. No one can say it the way that you can, and you can say the same thing as everybody else, but maybe someone needs to hear it from you specifically. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, proven correct to me over the weekend. Yesterday, I was talking to Nick and I was like, I just feel, I was just talking about how I was like feeling so self-conscious. And I was just like, I just know like what everyone, like I know whatever I do, I know exactly what everyone is going to say about me or think about me because I just know because of social media, I'm so aware of what people, you know, what, how people what, perceive other people. What brought that up? Um, I don't remember. I think I was just saying in general, that's just kind of how I've been feeling. Well, I was saying, I know I'm feeling insecure um, lately and it's because I've been feeling very sensitive and I know when I'm feeling sensitive, it's like I'm feeling insecure, mm. which actually means I'm just like, anyways, I was just, I was just talking to him about that. I don't, I don't remember like exactly what brought it up, but I mean, let's just say it's not a rare occurrence for me to feel like that in the last like probably week or two. Mm-hmm. And I was, I've kind of actually been in like a funk for the like last week or two. I was th- saying just like, I'm very, I'm just feeling very insecure and just like so aware of what people are thinking about me or what I think they're thinking about me. And he was like, literally in the nicest way possible, I don't think anyone really cares that much. And we always say that. I've heard that a million times, but something about like, I was in the perfect position to like hear that from him. And I kind of started laughing because I was like being so deep. I'm like, I just feel so, I just know how people, I just gives me so much anxiety. And he's just like, I just mean this in the nicest way possible. I don't really think anyone cares that much. And I was like, oh, I just laughed. And I'm like, okay, he did call me out. And I'm like, you're right. I'm just like, my ego is just taken over. And I need, I told him, I'm like, I just needed to hear that from you in that moment. Like I was in the perfect position to receive that. Mm -hmm. And again, I've heard that from so many people. I've read books about that. Everyone knows that. But sometimes like you just need a reminder in the right moment. And it, you know, changed. I literally was like, oh, you just literally cured me. (laughs) I'm cured. (laughs) No, it's true. It's the concept also of reading the same book over and over. You could read the same book a hundred times. And depending on the stage you're in in your life or whatever you're going through, you could pick different parts out of it and be like, whoa, that's really good or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, it's so true. Also, it is true that no one cares. Yeah. (laughs) Literally no one cares. I always, it's like, you know, the whole you're not special thing that we were talking about a few weeks ago. It's like whenever I get in my head, I mean, it's not always so easy to just remember that on the fly, but it's like, I start thinking about how I don't care deeply. Exactly. Not deeply, but like if someone does something or says something embarrassing, it's like, I don't care or remember or notice, Mm -hmm. but just we ourselves are just so harsh on ourselves and you know, yeah, in our heads. Exactly. Like what makes me think, because I, I will overthink certain situations all the time, like of something I said and I was telling Nick, I'm like, oh, I just feel like someone's going to think I'm dumb because I said this, like in a group setting, I'll say something. I'm like, oh, for weeks, I'm just like thinking about it. And the reality is no they're all thinking about what they did at the party. No one's yes. thinking about, and Nick was saying, and if they do care, 
that's weird. And like the simplicity of how he said it was just like, <laughs> thank you yeah, for reminding me. That is facts. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, thank you. I love feeling not special, honestly. It was, it, was it makes you more free, free and mm-hmm. confident to do whatever exactly. you want because you realize that, yeah, no one cares that much. No one's giving it that much energy. Yeah. And it's also a good reminder that you're going to have to be reminded of things like so many times in your life. Sometimes mm-hmm. I forget things that I feel like I know innately, but then- a couple months later, like I'll be reminded. I'm like, oh yeah, duh. I knew that. Like yeah. I just forgot for a while. <laughs> yes. True that. Anyways. We love a little nugget of wisdom. Yes. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Okay. We're doing advice, obviously, because it's the last Friday of the month. And because we give the best advice in the world. I've said exactly, it once. I'll say it again. Exactly. So hopefully you guys that are writing in are in the perfect position to get our advice. And hopefully it sticks and you're not mad at us. If we're real with you, if you should break up with your boyfriend, because most of the time the answer is yes. I was screaming when I posted that TikTok. (laughs) I was like, when someone writes in asking if they should break up with their boyfriend, and then the caption said, the answer is always yes. And then the comments were so funny calling us out being like, you already know the answer if you're writing in or like (laughs) saying things that we would say. Like I've heard all I I needed to to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was dying. Okay. I just wanted to say that I love you both and think you're so funny together. Your stories and commentary always make me laugh and get me through long days at my boring cubicle job. I need some advice. I deleted Instagram off my phone for a few months and then decided to officially deactivate it in January. I love not having Instagram because I find myself not comparing myself to others as much and I'm way more intentional with my time. I also never really posted on it and thought it was kind of weird that my old high school pictures were there for anyone to see whenever they wanted because I feel like I'm a completely different person. Wait, pause. When you deactivate, it like deletes all your photos and stuff? I'm not sure, to be honest. I didn't deactivate mine. I just deleted my app. So I'm mm. not sure about that. I'm 22 now. Yeah, I think it deletes. I think maybe you can reactivate so you can get it all back potentially, but no oh. one can see it is what I mm, think. Okay. I'm not positive. Uh, I'm 22 now and I'm about to graduate college. This could potentially mean moving to a new state for job opportunities. I feel today social media, including Instagram, is such a big way to meet new friends and even potential significant others. I feel like I could be missing out on this possibility. I'm also scared that if I do move away, everyone will forget about me, especially if they don't see my Instagram handle pop up on their feed from time to time. So my question is, do you think I should reactivate it or am I completely overthinking? Thank you. Okay. First of all, one of the laws of power in the 48 laws of power by, oh my gosh, which green is it? Robert Robert. Green? (laughs) Yeah. Is you actually make more of an, uh, your presence known when you're gone. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're if you're th- you want to get someone's attention at a party, actually the best thing to do is not go to the party. I mean, if they know you're supposed to be there, not yeah. just if you're like they don't even know who no, you, you are. exist. Yeah, yeah. but um, because then they're like, oh wait, where is this person? It causes them to think of you more. So I would say I don't. I mean, that's a power move. You know, not being they're like, wait, where's they look you up? You're gone. Myster- yeah, mysterious. However, I also have been thinking about how a lot of these things were. I mean, we've been talking about this too. It's like you don't want to. Okay, let me start from the beginning of my thought. When you are working out, there's no way to really target a certain area. You know what I mean? It's like you can't work out and then only get like buff shoulders or something. You can't spot train. Yes, spot train. And I feel like that's how it is with a lot of things that we only want the good parts of where it's like, even with social media, it's like we want to almost spot train it where it's like we want only the good parts of it and none of the bad, but we still want it. Yes, but I don't know if that's necessarily possible. You kind of have to have the bad with the good. That's true. Because good cannot exist without bad. So I feel like if you 
want the good parts of social media, you kind of also have to have the bad parts. Yeah. You can't spot train. I would say when I read this, I was actually very conflicted. I feel like a lot of times I'm just like, oh, delete it or yeah, get it back. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of feeling conflicted in this way. Maybe because I'm in a similar-ish kind of position with the whole Instagram thing. But where I'm at is, and I'm saying this because hopefully you can maybe relate to something I'm saying, not to just make it about me, but where I'm at is like, I've been feeling the itch a little bit to get back on Instagram. And I've been trying to be like, okay, what are, not to make it this deep thing, but I'm like, but why? Why do I even want to, you know, number one, and trying to be real with myself there. But also I've been like scared to get back because of my social media addiction. So I'm like, I don't want to like put myself in the same scenario and then get, be like, why did I do this? And, or also like make it a big deal and be like, guys, I'm back on Instagram. And it will be though. I can't wait for the day, selfishly. Well, it, it will be fun like, for I can't a second wait for mental <laughs> to, to deteriorate again. Amazing. Um, but I'm like, I don't want to make it this big thing and be like, I'm getting back. And then like oh, two weeks later, I'm like, I can't, like, I don't want to yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then exactly. everyone's like, okay, really? So I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I know it's maybe not that big of a deal for you in that regard because of like, I don't know if you're an influencer. I'm assuming that you're not considering you just like delete, deactivated your entire account. But Here's here's an alternate angle, though, is I will say when certain people I agree that it's a power move to a degree because you're not like giving everyone just constant access to yourself. And I think that's important. And I like that. But on the other side, I will say like there will be certain people that I will mute on Instagram if I'm like don't want to see their stuff on my feed or something. And I legitimately forget they exist. Yeah. It doesn't make me like think about them. It makes me, I literally don't remember that they're a human being until I like see them in person. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot you that you were on this planet. Yeah. But so, then when you see them, are you like, oh my gosh, what have you, like, you maybe you think extra about Maybe them. a like, little. What yeah. have you been up to? I haven't maybe. seen what you're doing. Yeah. So I guess it just depends. What I'm saying is you are valid in the, in the thought process of like, especially if you don't have social media, yeah. people will maybe not think about you as much or like check up on you because it's like they're not reminded of you. Yes, exactly. So I am really conflicted on this one. But also, does anyone even care no, about you No, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say when she said like, I, f- I don't want people to see my weird old high school pictures like for anyone to see because like I'm a different person now. That's kind of just overthinking, I think, because who cares? No yeah. one cares. And if you're that concerned about it, like maybe just uh, archive, archive them. them photos if you're like embarrassed of them or something. Yeah. Also, I feel like there are, yes, social media does help you meet people. And I think that's a very valid point, but there's lots of other ways to meet people, I think. Honestly, they they have apps for meeting people. I think you can literally meet friends on like Bumble or But then is like it going to be a red flag when she has no Instagram? They're going to be like, who are you? Like, I need to catch a vibe. It might be a green flag because they're like, wait, like, do you have an Instagram? Be like, oh, no, I actually deleted it a while ago. I'm trying to, like, be social media free. I feel like I would be like, oh, that's freaking awesome. But then they're going to be like, are you a catfish? You you feel (laughs) me? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) There's so many sides to this. That's true. I think you also need to evaluate why you, because she said, like, she feels so much happier because she's not comparing herself and she's more intentional with her time. That's more important than anything. Yeah. So if it is helping your mental health a lot, that's what I'm trying to remind myself too. It's like, it's not worth it to share a few cute photos if my mental health is down the drain. So if, if that's a genuine problem for you where you get on and you're comparing yourself a lot, I say go without it for a little bit longer. Yeah. Follow your gut. Just follow your gut. Follow your gut. Our next partner has a product that I use all the time. I try to do it daily, actually. It's Athletic Greens. 
So Athletic Greens will help you with better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and is awesome for especially if you don't like taking pills or vitamins and you want a supplement that actually tastes good. And, you know, if you just want to see what the hype is about. So I love doing this in the morning. You literally just add one little scoop of Athletic Greens into water and I put it in this little water bottle and just shake it up. And you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Literally all the things you could want. I love it because it's so incredibly easy to add into your routine. I feel like, you know, sometimes it's just overwhelming to think of so many different supplements or things to do in the morning. But if you just implement this, it's so, so simple. I do this before I go on my morning walks. And it also tastes very just like mild, has a little bit of a tropical flavor. So it's not super vegetable-y, you know, you feel me? Also, it supports better sleep quality, recovery, mental clarity, alertness. You know, why wouldn't you want all of those things in your life? Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day, but Athletic Greens costs you less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than, you know, your latte habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash what we said. Athleticgreens.com slash what we said to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm so excited about this next sponsor. I love an at-home lab test, you know, that you can just do from the comfort of your own home and you don't have to go into a doctor's office or any sort of place to get the testing done. So that's why we're so excited about EverlyWell. Their at-home lab tests can help you get the knowledge and support that you need so you can become a healthier you. EverlyWell is digital healthcare designed for you all at an affordable and transparent price. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get all the answers you need, like the women's health test or the food sensitivity test. I am so excited to do this. I think it's in the mail right now, but I ordered the food sensitivity test and I'm super excited to see the results and see if there's any type of food that I am sensitive to or that maybe, you know, I should eat a little bit less of for my health and for my specific body type and all of that because we're all different. And, you know, that's why it's very hard to follow, you know, a million people's guidance on the internet or different influencers because you don't know what works for you and your body. So I'm super excited to get the results from this. Yeah, you want specific help. I got the women's health test. It's really frustrating if you have something, it feels something off in your body. That's why Everlywell is great and easy and they streamline the process so it makes it easy and um, easy to understand as well. Here's how it works. Everlywell ships your at-home lab test straight to you with everything needed for a simple sample collection. Collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in just days, and you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide next steps. So simple. Over 1 million people have trusted Everlywell to support their health and wellness goals, and you should too. 
And for the listeners of the What We Said podcast, EverlyWell is offering a special discount of 20% off at an an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash what we said. That's everlywell.com slash what we said for 20% off your next at-home lab test, everlywell.com slash what we said. Hi, girls. Hugs from Switzerland. I feel like this is a dumb question, but I want to feel validated if you've ever had this feeling question too. I'm 22. Well, obviously, Beth didn't think think it was a dumb question, okay? Because she picked it and we're about to answer. I'm 22 and have been married for two years. My husband and I are super happy. And I guess you could say we are still in the honeymoon phase. And for some reason, I get so scared of it ending all of a sudden. I feel like you hear, oh, just wait till you've been married 10 years or the honeymoon phase ends quickly. So just enjoy it while it lasts. You know, those things. And I literally think it's dumb. But somehow I let those intrusive thoughts creep into my mind sometimes. My husband is a literal angel and I feel so bad for even entertaining those thoughts. But like, I wonder if one day he'll be fed up with me and be like, you're done. Please. So unrealistic and stupid, but tell me I'm not the only one, LOL. Do you ever have thoughts too? Because I know you're both married and have sweet hubs. Anyways, thanks for listening to this ramble. Hope you're both doing well. Love the podcast. I think that's a very valid feeling to feel like, is this too good to be true? Mm-hmm. You know, where sometimes I, I feel like that about Nick where I'm like, oh, like, are we just like so weirdly lucky, lucky that we're both like committed to each other and, you know, just get each other and all this stuff. And then, you know, you're almost, you almost think, is this too good to be true? I don't necessarily think that about Nick, but I think that's a theme that, you know, comes up a lot of times, at least in my life sometimes, when things are going a little too good. Mm-hmm. And then my car gets stolen. That's yeah. <laughs> what, what I said the day before my car gets stolen. But I thought, um, not I thought, I think that there's really no cure to never thinking that again. It's just try and be more present. Yeah. I really don't have m- many more... Well, and I I was actually just talking to a friend about this. Um, I think it's kind of the same thing as people with kids and they're like, oh, just like, I don't know, talk about all the hard parts of like raising kids, which are very valid, I'm sure. Um, and same like what you said with uh, birth stories. It's always like, oh, this horrible birth, like birth is so painful, kind of just has a negative connotation where it's like, oh, it's so hard, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And that is a massive thing that I heard before I got married is like marriage is so hard, but it's worth it. It's just constantly that um, narrative. And I was telling Leif recently too, I was like, I don't want to be a part of that narrative. Like I don't want to talk. I don't want to speak like that. I don't want to think like that. I want to be a part of the narrative similarly to how you said you want to be like that for birth. Like you want to give people your positive birth experience. It doesn't mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it doesn't mean it wasn't hard, but yeah, just focusing more on the positivity of it. Cause I was saying when I think of marriage, the first thing that comes to my mind is fun. Yeah. I think being married is so fun. There is not a day that goes by that like Leif and I aren't dying laughing together. And I'm like, I'm not going to shy away from sharing that, you know, in fear that people are going to be like, you're just trying to make it look perfect or something. It's like, no, of course we have our arguments and sometimes marriage is hard, but it's overall a fun, good experience. That's yeah. the way I've experienced it, at least. And so I think like in your own relationship, I'm speaking to this girl. It's like, just think about that positivity and wanting to be a part of that narrative. Like it doesn't have to get boring and stale and like, you can always find new ways to spice things up in every area of life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't like to think of that about getting older either. Like we yeah. were talking about that on my birthday trip. Danny was saying like, 
I don't remember where she heard it, but someone that was like older in their 50s or something was saying like, I just don't let the old woman in. Like I'm always going to be youthful. That's kind of her philosophy of life. And I love that. I was like, we're, you know, at the beach for my 27th birthday and I'm like doing cheer on the beach (laughs) and everyone's like, are you guys okay? And I just always want to be here back on my 50th. Okay. Exactly. Like I just always want to have that young, fresh energy and that positivity. And I think there's nothing wrong with like trying to focus really hard on that. Yeah. And just be happy that it is good right now. Yeah. You don't need to fear for the future. Yeah. That's just, um, what's the word? Like suffering twice. You know how they say that? Exactly. That's another one that people thought that I made up when I started on the podcast like that quote was so good. I'm like, I did not make that up. (laughs) There was this podcast. What? Sorry. I realized that it was my turn. Oh, go ahead. um, There was this TikTok I saw um, from this young mom and she was like, it it, kind of relates to this a little bit because it said, my kitchen is so messy and I'm making dinner and I have a kid on my back, like in a carrier and my toddler screaming and my kitchen is very loud. And I'm a little bit overstimulated. She was like, but I know one day my kitchen will be quiet again and it will be, I'll be able to sleep in. I'll be able to just like sit down with a cup of coffee and watch TV by myself again. She's like, but at that point, my kids will be old and out of the house. And she's like, and then I'll be the old woman that comes up to you in the checkout line when you have your little kids and is like, this will be the best time of your life. And I literally was like, don't make me cry today because I'm like, that is so true. And you'll be, one day you'll be, 10 years down the line and you can be saying to people like, oh my gosh, this time of your life is so fun when you're just newly married and you're getting to know each other. You know, well, maybe not getting to know each other. <laughs> and you just went on, <laughs> you went two months and you got married. It's <laughs> like everyone else. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like this new fun time in your life. And I think that's a like kind of a fun way to look at it, you know? Definitely. Just each time is, each stage can be your favorite stage. For sure. You know, when you're 10 years married, that can be your favorite stage too. Okay, my best friend and I were dating for a little bit when he got back from his mission. He said he thought we should just be friends and now we're just like makeout buddies. I don't know how to move past this. I feel like he's just using me until he finds a real relationship, but I don't want to lose him because we've been friends for seven years. He is using you. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. He's got to go. He's using you. I hate that. I hate nothing more than when guys are just like friends with you. They're like, oh, I kind of like you. They like ask you to hang out all the time. But you're also like their second option. So they don't let you know like, hey, let's hang out this weekend on Monday. They'll be like, hey, let's hang out tonight. Can I come pick you up? I hate that. And then they'll make out with you and be like, oh, we're just friends. Like, oh, interesting. I don't do that with all my friends. No, 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 no. And again, we need to flip the script here. And instead of being like, oh, does he like me? Like, I hope he asked me to hang out tonight. Flip it and be like, do I like him? Like, is he good enough for me? Yeah. Because I think that's where a lot, I mean, both. Do I even like making out with him? Probably not when you really look at it, you know, because he's probably not emotionally invested. Well, definitely. He's not committing to you. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. The whole like, I don't want to lose him as a friend because we've been friends for seven years. That's just what happens in life. It's As soon as you get in a relationship, you can't be friends anyways. Yeah. As soon as you find the person you're going to be with, it's like most of your friendships from, you know, the past of the opposite sex kind of just die away and that's just life and you'll be fine with it when the time comes so I wouldn't worry about that and also don't let this man use you like if you're he's just your makeup buddy and doesn't I mean if, again if you're having fun and you're fine with it and you're not like hurt by it okay yeah if go you don't off, have queen. feelings yeah if you don't have feelings then who cares but I feel like if it's 
affecting you. Also, he's got to go. I'm going to be very blunt here. Okay. If you are planning on being friends forever, you've already ruined that. I'm so sorry. But as soon as he gets a girlfriend and the girlfriend knows that you guys have made out a bunch of times, there's no possible way you're being the like no. maid of honor. You know, you're, yeah. you're not going to be his friend. Yeah. You've already I'm ruined sorry. the friendship. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> exactly. Back out now. Yeah. He's not worth the time. Mm-mm. Only female friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I have so many. If you looked at my Google search history, there would be a lot of, can dogs eat blank? You know, sometimes when you're a pet parent, it's a big responsibility, right? And like our pets can't talk to us. So sometimes if they eat something, it's like, oh my gosh, is that okay? You don't know. So if your Google search history also looks like that, if you're looking at, why is my cat sneezing so much? Like, what do I do? My dog ate a stick of butter. Skip the crowdsourcing recommendations from like forums and social media and all of that and just get answers immediately with Fuzzy. We're so excited about Fuzzy. It is a telehealth service for pet parents that offers 24-7 access to personalized pet care from veterinary professionals. From everyday questions to middle-of-the-night emergencies, Fuzzy has the answers pet parents need through live chat and virtual vet consultations available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Fuzzy can answer your pet questions big and small, urgent and every day. I really wish I would have known about Fuzzy a couple years ago when Sophie was having a lot of stomach issues and I literally was on Google all day looking at different forums, looking at different sites and questions and trying to find the re- the right vet to even ask about these issues. It's so just all-consuming when your pet is sick. So that is why we do love Fuzzy. Fuzzy can also recommend the exact right products for your pet, all of which are handpicked by their established team of veterinary professionals and available at discounts exclusive to Fuzzy members. From getting your pet's diet just right to meeting their middle-of-the-night needs to finally figuring out what makes their breath smell that way, nothing is too big or small for a quick Fuzzy call. Right now, Fuzzy is offering our listeners a free seven-day trial membership. Go to yourfuzzy.com slash what we said today to sign up. That's a free seven-day trial and access to exclusive member discounts on pet meds, supplements, food, and more at y-o-u-r-f-u-z-z-y.com slash what we said. Again, yourfuzzy.com slash what we said for your free trial fuzzy with access to 24-7 personalized pet care and vet recommended products. Go check it out. Okay. Hi, JC, Chelsea, and Beth. I'm so obsessed with your podcast, and I wish there was a bonus episode every week. Did you write this in before you knew we were adding an extra bonus episode? Not a bonus episode, you guys. We don't call it bonus because every episode is created the same. Yes. Anyways, I've been dating this boy for a decent amount of time. He is the sweetest and most caring person I've ever met. I'm just absolutely... You're scaring me, honey. Yeah, she is scaring me. (laughs) Overcompensating for the (laughs) get-go. I'm just absolutely obsessed with him. I know I want to marry him and I know he wants to marry me, but every time we talk about it, he gets a little weird and he wants to wait. He's not the best at talking about those things, which I totally understand. We're still very young, but you guys got married young. young. So what are your thoughts on too soon and waiting too long? We are also LDS, so you know the whole temple and no sex before marriage is a big thing for us. Advice, tips, ideas of ways to bring it up, et cetera, help. I honestly How long have they been dating? A decent amount of time. Hmm, we need to know more details. Yeah. I was going to say it it depends because if it is like very quick, a little more quick than normal, it might not be a horrible thing that he's like, uh, I don't know, like let's date a little bit longer. Like if it's been two months, let's let him let's have- pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah. Let's let him have a little time to think about it. If it's it. been a year. Yeah. If it's been a year and he's still like, I don't know if you're the one for me. Then no. Then no. Yeah. Um, And that's and all that's I have to say about that. that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think if it's been only a few months, give him a sec because that could be actually a good a thing. green flag mm-hmm. that he is like not just trying to have sex with you. Yes, not just trying to rush rush into something. Like marriage is the biggest decision ever. But yeah, if it's been like a year, I think that's enough time to know. Maybe not to be like, I'm ready to marry you now, but to be like, you know, we've talked about this before. It's like there are certain guys where they'll be with this girl. I had a friend who was with this girl for like years and she would marry, like she would have married him. And and he was just like, yeah, I just don't know. Like, I think we will eventually, but, and it's been like four years. And I'm like, no, you're not. You don't, you're obviously like not terrified to lose her. You don't want to marry her. Yes. And sure enough, he, they broke up and he married another girl within a year. I was going to say. Within one year. They always like start dating someone. They're like, I know. And then they get married. Yeah. Because when you know, you know. And guess what? That hurts. But you will be that girl for someone else. Yes. That they just have no questions about. Every player has that one kryptonite, you know? Ain't that the truth? Not that we want players, but. <laughs> like every player likes one hoe. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Okay. You could be the hoe for him. <laughs> Hi, Chelsea and JC. First of all, I love you guys in the pod. I seriously look up to you so much and I feel like you're my besties. So here's my question. I just graduated from college and I'm about to start grad school getting my PhD. I'm really struggling. You go. You go. Seriously. That's awesome. I really am struggling and I've been feeling so anxious about everything in my life changing all at once. Moving, starting at a new school, and now doing long distance with my boyfriend. I have a lot of imposter syndrome with starting grad school, especially since my field is largely male-dominated and all of that anxiety makes me want to give up before I've even started. Do you have any advice on dealing with big life changes and imposter syndrome? Thanks and love you both. Wait, I think you should say what you, I think you said on TikTok and we were talking about it about imposter syndrome, like oh, the yes. real you versus like. Yes, Danny was talking about, Danny and Rachel were both talking about this concept. We were at um, a coffee shop the other day, all of us, and we were talking about this. And then I shared it on uh, TikTok. And basically we were talking about the idea. I need to know what book Danny was referring to because it was from a book. But anyway, the idea that instead of thinking of, you know, imposter syndrome is basically thinking like you don't, you're not deserving of things. So it's like, to give you a personal example, if we were to have imposter syndrome for our podcast, it's like, we don't think we deserve to have, you know, this podcast be able to do this full time to have this it's just community luck that people yes like like listening it's like luck of the draw we don't understand how it happened like we feel like imposters when we're on the mic right and that's we've had moments (laughs) of that i'm like yeah we do feel that no but (laughs) we have moments of that for sure but basically what we were talking about is switching things and thinking of the imposter as your bad moments so your good moments are who you truly are and then the bad moments where you're, you know, you slip up, you do something you regret, whatever. That's the imposter. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, that was like not my best moment, but this is who I truly am. And we're talking about the concept of that with photos, where when you take a photo of yourself, it's very common for us. I think as women, this happens to me all the time where I take a bunch of photos and, um, you know, there's like one great one or one that I love the most. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I lucked out with that I'm one. I'm so glad you got that. I'm so glad you somehow captured like a good angle of me and it's great. These other photos where I don't think I look good, that's the real me. So it's like, again, flipping it and being like, oh my gosh, yes. Like that photo that I love of myself is me. Like you captured my essence. Like that is me. I love looking at that. And then those other photos that I don't like as much, that's more of the imposter where it's like, oh yeah, I don't, you know. Yes. Basically flipping it. I think it's a really good tactic. 100%. 
You know who used this tactic? Yes, today is Nick. He, I didn't even talk to him about this, but he was listening to a book yesterday, apparently, about golf, literally just a golf book by some like um, psychologist. And he got, he went golfing. And of course, it was hours longer than he said it was going to be. But he came home and he was like, oh my gosh, I had the best golf game today. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy. You know, I don't know much about golf, but he like told me a score and he's like, literally, it's the best score I've ever gotten. And he was like, I was listening to this book and it was saying, that's um, the golfer that I am. Like when you're hitting birdie or whatever, when you're playing yeah. good, basically, that's the real golfer in you. When you are not doing well, it's just a distracted, like other version of you that's yes. not you pretty much. And I was like, you're kidding. I was like, we, I've been like talking with that with like my friends recently. That's so yeah. awesome that you think that. He's like, yeah, it's been helping me so much. You just have to tap into that real you more often and then you'll play better. Yes. And I feel it like it worked. I feel like it works in every scenario of mm -hmm. life, whether that's, you know, the most, it's kind of the concept of, I guess, like your higher self or just you at your peak, your quote unquote best. That is you. Yeah. So to think of that more often, it's like on days when you're just like, I had a great day today. Like I feel productive, happy, energized, healthy. That's you. That's mm -hmm. you at your peak. That's when you're feeling the most balanced. You're feeling the most happy. Those other days that are like, eh, again, those are the off days where we're, you know, maybe not tapping into the best version and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it gives you more confidence to be like, oh, this is the real me instead of thinking you're undeserving. Exactly. There's this book called Positive Intelligence by Shazad Shamin, and it's really good because he talks about your saboteurs, and it's the same concept as you can call them a name. So when they come into your life and they're, you know, making you act a certain way, then you can kind of be like, okay, that's the judge in me. That's what's the an, victim. What's an example of a saboteur? Because I don't. So a victim, for example, is one saboteur where the victim comes in and tells you that, you know, you'll only be loved if you make yourself a victim. You only mm -hmm. like, this is how you achieve love. I know often they come from like your childhood and things mm -hmm. like that, of course, always. But, um, or the judge, it's like, tells you that things have to be good or bad. They can never be neutral. Like you have to judge everything. Otherwise, um, you can't go far in life. All these things that has these justifications. Yeah. And so when you notice yourself beating yourself up, you can be like, that's not me judging myself. That's the judge. The judge is a liar. So yeah, I'm not going to listen it. to him. Wow, love that. So then you're not thinking it's like the essence, like you said, of who you are judging you. True. How do I stop basing my worth off of the boy, off of what boys think of me? There are so many instances where boys will say something about me and it either wrecks me or makes my day. It's not just boys that I like either, LOL. I just seek so much male validation for literally no reason. Like I know high school boys suck, but I still do. So rad for me. Okay, well, apparently, I feel like you're in high school if you said high school boys suck. I feel like that is very valid, first of all. Totally. I don't think you're weird for that. No. All you want in high school is like validation from people. Friends yes. or boys. Yes. From um, everyone. And I wouldn't be too hard on yourself. I feel like you're still just trying to figure out what you like. You know, I don't know. I would say the only advice I can think of is like working on things for you. And because I truly think when you have hobbies or things that you're interested in and you're or you're learning it doesn't matter what they are they can mm -hmm. be the simplest things and when you're working to just like be the best version of yourself I think it just gives you new confidence and when you are feeling very confident it's easier to not care about people's validation like the more 
inner confidence you have, the less you care what other people think, which in high school, again, like Chelsea said, that's so normal. It's like, this is the part of your life where you don't need to have the most, you know? Yeah. You're working, you're growing up, you're you're um, coming into your own at this point. So you don't need to have it all figured out. But I think it is good to have your own independence and be able to do things on your own and have your own thoughts and hobbies and things you like because it just adds to you feeling like a more confident person and then you'll hopefully rely less on that. Yes. And I think knowing, first of all, even just having the awareness to know that you are seeking so much validation is further than a lot of people. Honestly, further than I would have even said in high school. So that's great to have awareness in the first place. So good for you. Second of all, know that in time, it will get better. Yes. Especially because you're aware. I already know it'll get better for you. So. And again, convince yourself if a guy doesn't like you, that should they give you suck. That should give you the ick. Like mm-hmm. you cannot appreciate <laughs> a literal work of art in front mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not my problem. Mm-hmm. Hi, Queens and King Case. <laughs> I'm struggling hardcore right now with anxiety and comparing myself to my friends and family and their progress in life. I'm a teacher, so I literally get paid nothing, lol. And my husband is having a hard time getting into his career. And without going into detail, it's just a much longer process than anticipated and schooling is taking forever, etc. I feel behind because we're both 28 and I feel like so many of our friends are rich and I'm like, WTF, <laughs> we're not going to be established for years. And this should, quote unquote, be the time we are rolling in a dual income and taking advantage of both of us being able to work full time and not having the expense of kids. And then I also feel behind because no kids with a upside down smiley. I'm a mess and get so anxious thinking about the future and feel like we're failures. And my husband is so capable, but what if he never gets a job in his dream career? And what if, what if, what if? How do I stop comparing our timeline to others? And how do I relax up and enjoy our beautiful life instead of wishing we weren't poor? This is incredibly relatable. Yeah. I hope you know that. Very valid. Very, very valid. And something that I think a ton of people can relate to at this stage in life. I mean, keeping up with the Joneses. It's been, yes. it's like been around for generations. Yes. And we talked about this in our, um, like, how does she afford that episode a while ago, mm-hmm. um, which is all about money and like that exact concept of being around your friends being like, Basically, social media is just trying to figure out like how everyone affords their lifestyle. (laughs) And I think that's just a very relatable thing to feel. And I think social media makes it a million times worse. I don't know if that's the case for you, but I feel, you know, you just have access to so many more people who are your age and you see them like making these massive accomplishments. And it's good to surround yourself with people who, you know, are big dreamers or who are successful in life. I think that can be a really positive thing because it shows who you surround yourself with is huge. Yeah. And not that that's the most important thing in life, but I think I try and use, I have a lot of like extremely successful friends too. And I feel like I try and use it as more inspiration instead of uh, competition or comparison because it inspires me to like live my best life as well. But that's not all, you know, that's easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you do get into the just whirlwind of what ifs. And like those kinds of thoughts just keep on coming. But also going back to what I was saying that Nick was saying, if you kind of have to ask yourself why you feel like a failure and it does come down to comparison and then you wonder why you are comparing yourself. And a lot of times it comes down to how you think other people are perceiving you. Like you think you're a failure to other people. It's like Mm -hmm. to yourself. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. And you're like, yeah, I'm a failure to myself. But it's like actually 
what makes you think you're a failure is because people think you should be doing this and you're shooting on yourself. But actually, nobody cares. Like if they have a thought like, oh, wow, they don't have that much money. It's like, first of all, weird. Second yeah. of all, it's it'll be such a fleeting thought in their mind. They will not marinate nobody on that cares. for more than two seconds. Yes, exactly. So know that life is not over for you. You have tons of time and we're validating you and telling you to snap out of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, kidding. it's very, um, very normal. Obviously, yes. I can relate to the kids thing. And it is hard to not go down a stream of what ifs because it'll be like, I'll be totally fine living life and being like, I'm I'm fine that I don't have kids. Like I'm feeling like really happy with life right now. And then I'll, what makes me start feeling anxious is the what if of being like, mm-hmm. but what if like we try IVF and it doesn't work and then I have to do this and then what? And it's like, I haven't even, <laughs> haven't yeah. even looked into IVF. I haven't even gone to the doctor yet, but it's like, I'm already thinking, well, what if I try that? Worst that case doesn't scenario, work, then yeah. this happens. And then what if I'm, you know, 36 and I still don't have kids. And that's such a random age. I just threw that out there, but I don't know. It's like, I think it's just very relatable. I think a lot of people think that in a lot of different areas of life, whether that's like, I'm not married yet. I don't have a boyfriend yet. You're always, even if you're like, I mean, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but it's like, even if you're a girl and you're 26 and you don't have a boyfriend and you're like, yeah, oh my gosh, like, well, I don't even have a boyfriend yet. So then I still need to go, you know, I still need to date someone for a while, then get married. Then what about kids? it's so easy to just go down that trail of what if, what if, what if, but you have to understand it's not helpful and it, it will change nothing. So like the thought process of that yes. will change nothing. All it will do will make you more anxious and more stuck in whatever situation you're in. So I think it's important to think of the world as just having endless opportunities yeah. and also just getting outside of your bubble and realizing like everyone lives such different lives. It's not, it's sometimes hard when you have a community if a lot of your friends like like you said, like all your friends are successful. They have kids. It's like, oh, great. Well, if that's who I'm surrounding myself by, I feel behind. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always need to be the case. The case? Every time I say that now, case, it comes up a lot. And I'm always like, oh, case, that's your name. That's true. Okay, this is my last one. Hi, ladies. I love the podcast and listen to it every Tuesday morning on the way to work. It's the only thing that makes Tuesdays better, LOL. So I'm getting married in 2023 and I am so excited about it, but I feel this immense pressure for it to be the event of the year. We're keeping the event intimate and all of my close friends keep telling me how their friends who don't even know me or my fiance keep begging to be plus ones at our wedding because they think I'm going to have the most amazing wedding ever. And as flattering as that is, it's giving me so much anxiety, anxiety, me speaking pig Latin. I'm like, (laughs) please. about making decisions for the wedding also my little brother just learned how to speak like pig latin and he thought i didn't know how to speak it so he's like saying all these things like in front of me and my sister and we're like we know how like it's not that hard to (laughs) figure out figure out what you're saying dude we've all learned that anyways where was i Oh, any tips to alleviate the anxiety? I'm still a year out from the wedding and I cannot keep and I cannot keep feeling this way about it. I just want to enjoy the planning process and day with my fiance. Thanks for any advice you two have. Um, that is also valid. Like that's yes. the worst feeling where you're just like, you're trying to be casual about it. And then everyone's like, we can't wait. Yeah, you're, you're like, like, no like, one cares. And yeah. like, we care so much. You're like, okay, fears validated. Awesome. Yeah. Hope you have a lot of okay. money. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Like, hope your budget's massive. <laughs> um, I it's so hard because truly, when you can be your best is when you're the most relaxed. You have no pressure on you, and you're just yes. like living your best life. Uh, so, yeah, well, this is another it's example. Just so hard. This is another example of no one cares. Though I, I think even if people are like, oh, I'm so excited, 
even if they do, okay, let's let's go through the worst can case scenario situation. I like to do this sometimes if I'm feeling anxious. Okay. Worst case scenario would be a lot of people are excited for your wedding. They come and it is not what they expected or it doesn't live up to their expectations and they leave and they're like, eh, that wasn't that great. Okay. How long do we think they're going to think they go, about They this? tell their friends yeah, at they, lunch the next day. Oh my gosh, I went to his wedding. It was horrible. Okay. That is really worst case scenario. <laughs> I well, think, is, yes. it, is it actually that? The thing is, is when these things actually come up in your mind and you're like, what if this happens? And you really think, is that the worst thing that could possibly happen to me? It's actually, even if people were gossiping about you, it's like, okay, True. that's none of my business. True. Well, yes. Okay. So I would say that's worse. That is worst case scenario is it's a disaster and everyone hates it. That's worse, worse. That's not likely though. So let's talk about what's maybe a little more likely to happen. Didn't live up to their expectations. Was fine. Not anything insane. They thought it was going to be better than it was. They go, they tell a few friends, you're like, yeah, it was fine. They make a pet podcast episode like, about it. <laughs> they do a recap. <laughs> I'm like, they completely. It makes exclude- it on the morning toast. <laughs> they do a whole recap trashing your, trashing your wedding. They completely exclude you from your friend group. You don't have a single <laughs> friend or family in your life anymore. Your family disowns you because <laughs> you are such a disappointment. Is that really the worst case? No, but really what I'm trying to say is I think that no one cares that much. Even if they think about it for one day after, it's like, oh, that wasn't as cool as I thought. Okay, moving on. No yeah. one cares. They're not going to be talking about it in years to come. And even if they are, it's like, huh? That's, no. Yes. They're, no one cares. Yes. So I think even if you don't live up to their expectations, it's all going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Just do what you want to do. Just do Make sure you- it's a fun day for you and yes. you only. Yes. That's the most important thing. And... That's all that really matters at the end of the day. This day is about you. Also, if, if there's you've learned nothing from our wedding disaster episodes, if you have something horrible go on at your wedding, it's a great story 20 years later. It's an amazing story. Mm-hmm. That might even be best case scenario yes. is something horrible Flip happening it upside at your wedding. Down. Actually, when you think of it that way, best worst case scenario is you have a perfect wedding. You have nothing to joke about in 20 years. Totally. You say, yeah, it was yep, great. It was great. It was good. Nothing to report. I remember I had... Um, I was like, oh, we didn't get a DJ for our wedding. So I was like, oh, we don't need one. And like, also, we have no more money to do so. We have <laughs> yeah. not a, an ounce of budget yeah. left. So it's going to have to be me and life making a playlist. Yeah. And I remember the day of my wedding, the speakers like not being that loud and me being like, oh, trust me. I remember that. Bye. Awesome. Not because, not because awesome. My actual worst fear confirmed. She's like, yeah, I remember your wedding was no, awful. because I was trying to help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember having that same anxiety <laughs> like, I feeling where I remember... <laughs> telling everyone like oh we made the best playlist it's gonna be so fun and then the speakers were just like not loud and I was like everyone will remember yeah this. not even that but just like oh I like talked it up and then literally no one can even like hear the music and I was kind of embarrassed by that but well I guess I still remember it and it's been a while but like no, I don't think anyone cares. I wouldn't have remembered that unless yeah. you just brought it up yeah and it wasn't so quiet that it was like literally embarrassing it just wasn't like you know we didn't have a full-on DJ so I was like oh great that's something I you know <laughs> Maybe a wedding regret. Maybe should have. Maybe should have gotten a DJ to take care of that. But yeah, the wedding was still great. You know. But if you would have got a DJ, you wouldn't have been able to fill up the last minute talking about your wedding. Exactly. The Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> um. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Friday advice episode. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Stay safe out there. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Make sure to go follow our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. Um, if you're feeling extremely generous, we would absolutely love, love, love a rating and review on the podcast app, on the Spotify app. Either one 
is so helpful and it means a ton to us. We saw that we had like some Spotify ratings and we were like, oh my gosh, that's so nice that people like take time out of their day. So I want you guys to know how much we appreciate that and how much it helps our podcast. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for that. Um, We love you guys. And that's That's what what we we said. said. Bye.